Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah alhamdulillah wa salatu salam. This is your brother Gibran Romani sitting in front of me today. And welcome back to the realest podcast in the dunya, the three Muslims. MashaAllah. Jazakumullah khair for joining us today. And we're continuing with the intimacy series. Bismillah. So how did I do? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> All right. Take two. No, I'm just playing. That take one was enough. Let's go right in. Yes. How are you guys doing? Um, on this beautiful day in Ramadan. Alhamdulillah. Six day, man. Subhanallah. Beautiful. Alhamdulillah. You, you're one day ahead of us. Because last time you said the, the fifth day, and I was like, well, it's the fourth day for us. Okay, he's sometimes okay. one day ahead of us. Because okay. he's, he's 12 hours ahead, right? Okay, yeah. yeah okay, okay, so right, guys, right now you guys are fasting the fifth day? Yes. Yeah, we're on the fifth day. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because we just started fasting right now. So, yeah, Alhamdulillah. Actually, we are on the fifth day. Anhu is on the fourth day. Okay, they're having uh, one day before, right? I mean, no, nah, no, nah, I messed no. up. I messed up. That's okay. I'm there yeah, I, it was <laughs> it was Tuesday, and I was like, I woke up, I was like, I think I got to do something today. Like, there, there's something important <laughs> I got to do. <laughs> I got to do something. I was like, I was remembering the conversation with uh, Rami and Fayed, and they were like, Yeah, yeah, um, we start so and so on Tuesday, and I was like, Ah, we start. We start after Maghrib on Tuesday. I was like, okay, cool. So I ate, I did my thing. And then like when I talked to, to Fayed at nighttime, I was He's like, like bro. And I, he, I called him. He's like, yeah, I'm just, I just got done fasting. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, today was day one. I was like, no. <laughs> That's okay, Fayed. I'm sure, I'm sure I think, uh, you know, there's, a, I think the Pakistani community is fasting uh, on your, on your time, time scale, uh, Anger. <laughs> the Pakistanis, right, right. right? I think Fayad, right? Yeah, yeah. What a no, bro. So as there's... this. <laughs> 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 Are you? Come on. Yeah, man. It, it, it really goes to show that, you know, you could look like a Pakistani. You could look like a, you know, you could look black. You could look white. You could look Asian. You could look... But what's you know, your, what's your background? Color, but you're still Muslim. What's your background, bro? I'm from Bangladesh. No way. No, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. No, I thought all this Let's way, African-American, bro. No way, bro. No, that no, was African no, no, American. No, no. Yes. People like, have like, been I mean, African, not, I mean, African-Canadian, whatever, you know, but definitely, mm-hmm. no, not Bangladesh, bro. Are you kidding me? Well, lie, bro. 100% not even like a hybrid. What language do they speak? Bengali, bro. Uh, Bengali. Ah, Bengali. Let's hear yeah. hmm? Let's hear it. What do you want me to say? Just introduce uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bro, why you got to put me on the spot? I'm, I literally don't. You put me on the spot. I, I, I speak, I, I understand some Urdu, so I can, you know, I can all right, I'll, I'll speak to you. Let me see if you know what I'm saying, all right? Bismillah. Bismillah. How are you? Damn, bro. This man knows. Tum, tum. Tum is like Tum. How are you? You. Wait, you speak Urdu too? Uh, Torah, Torah. Oh, okay, okay. Not you bad, see, not I, bad. I don't speak those languages. I speak mm. English. I speak Spanish. I speak Portuguese. Oh, speak, Portuguese too. Yeah, a tiny bit of Arabic because obviously you know the prayers. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know some Thai. I'm learning mm. Thai because I'm gonna be going to Thailand soon. Gabriel, is cool. the reason that you know a little bit of Urdu because you had a Pakistani wife once upon a time? Uh, still, alhamdulillah, still there. <laughs> I have oh, Pakistani wife, yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, man. Alhamdulillah. But yeah, you guys were talking about this. Uh, it's it's amazing how you know united we are. I mean, Angel, you 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 wouldn't you you pass. For, I mean, you're 100 Latino, bro. When I look at you, it's like yeah, there's for real. No, people no think I'm Arab. People think I'm Arab. I go into planes and people just give me this. Look. Really? The beard? Yeah. yeah. Actually, no. Now that you're saying that, yeah, you would pass for an Arab, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. But when when I started speaking Spanish, they're like, ah, yeah, you're Latino. Yeah, when you speak, you're Latino. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But subhanAllah, um, just before, yeah, we were talking about the universality of Islam. And subhanAllah, just now, before getting on, I recorded a short one about the universality of Islam. Just a short reminder. I was talking about the the story of my, my, my boy, Oais, who went, I think it was Philly, and he was visiting the community there. He had some business. And they they connected him with some brother there in the masjid or whatever. You know how you like, bro, I'm going to Philly. Can you hook me up with someone just to pick me up at the airport? And they say, yeah, no problem, no problem. So we'll hook you up. So the guy's, you know, he flies there from Canada. He arrives at the airport. And this big, big African-American brother's waiting for him, you know. He's all tattooed on his face, on his, like, everywhere, you know. And he smiles, got, like, golden teeth. Gives him one of those big hugs, squeezes the life out of you. And always like, I was like, whoa, you know, like, I was like, what's going on? And, you know, they're driving and he's like, it was, he's like, at the beginning, he was like, you know, it's nice. Like, salam alaikum aki, you know? And then he asked him, he's like, so what do you do? You know, what's going on? He's like, you know, just some business, just got out of jail. I was in jail for 30 years, you know, for like murder. And <laughs> so always is like, okay, <laughs> so which hotel are you going to drop me off? No, haram, bro. You're not going to go to any hotel. It's haram for you to go to a hotel. You're going to stay with me. I'm going to take care of you, bro. Don't worry. It's like, okay. Don't worry. I, I got you, you know? So it's like, mashallah, they slept like babies, wake up, pray fajr. They ate together, you know, drove him around, spent his like few days together. He was like, he was the nicest brother ever man and he says i'm sure if he wanted to snap my neck he would do it with like you know two fingers we just go you know like that's literally how he looked like you know but he's like he was the nicest person ever subhanallah and just he said look how islam how islam takes over changes you um just it just it's just totally totally you know it doesn't matter where you're from doesn't matter what your background doesn't matter what you've done in the past doesn't matter who you are when you become a muslim and islam penetrates your heart the depths of your chambers it just it just takes over you man it just changes everything as the prophet said he said when islam will enter you will take over them you know let them enter for dunya for whatever but if islam takes over them then it will it will change them subhanallah so it's a beautiful thing that we're connected you know from all over the world uh, the muslim ummah is you know i mean yes we're weak yes we have a lot of issues no doubt because of many reasons they are beyond the scope of this podcast maybe one day we can talk about that as to you know the history of how we've reached this point but uh, alhamdulillah there's still khair there's still goodness the brotherhood is still there we're still together you know, look at us. I mean, Canada. Angel, where are you? You're in, you're in uh, uh, Florida. Florida, right? Florida. Now. Florida. Florida, boy. Kuala, Kuala Lumpur. He's in Florida so now. Shit. He moved back from Afghanistan. <laughs> 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 no, I'm serious. For real? Yeah. Well, you were in Afghanistan? No, 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 no. Weren't you serving in like the, the war and then you found Islam there? I was serving in the mental war. The mental mm. war. 
That's the toughest one, too. I had a question. Yeah. The, the brother you were talking about, did he find Islam in prison? Yeah, he found Islam in prison. So I don't know. Alhamdulillah. Is that cool going, going a little into that or no? Um, so these, there's a few of my brothers that I look up to and I've, you know, uh, been with in Canada and, you know, I talk to them still and there are chaplains in, in the jails in, um, you know, in the States or Canada or whatnot. And Ibrahim Downey being one of them, mashallah, may Allah bless him, is an African Canadian brother. And these guys work the jails for a long time, man. And there's a huge phenomenon. It's not like a one-time thing. It's like, I think you can see the documentary. There's a documentary on YouTube, Al Jazeera, I think, that talks about Muslims converting to Islam in jails, you know, and why. And subhanAllah, the, for those who know about jails, uh, how it is, it's, um, you know, it's not easy there, especially if you're on, uh, you know, for murder and so on. And um, the brothers there, they stick together. Like no one messes with the Muslim community. Like they just don't do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, people have like, you know, you got the, you got the, the whites, you got the blacks, you got the, the, the SAs, the Spaniards, you got a, a bunch of different groups in jail. But the Muslims, mashallah, they kind of mind their own business, but they're protected. They take care of themselves. And, you know, I mean, you've, you've heard even like stories like prison guards, except in Islam, even in Guantanamo, like I was watching the other day, it was this, uh, I think it was his, his Moroccan or something from North Africa anyway. And he was talking, you know, like he was in Guantanamo and the guard that was taking care of him and of his unit, he became Muslim and then went to visit him in North Africa. And after he was released, what a beautiful story. Man. Like, I think people need to ask themselves, like, how does it happen? How does that happen that, the religion, you know, the faith, the way of life that everyone's trying to attack today. How is it bringing people to it? You know, how is it that in the only one? Pay attention to this, Subhanallah. Look, this is powerful. This is this is this is powerful. The only incident in the history of mankind, pretty much. Correct me. You know, people can correct me from before I'm for what I understand. Is where the conqueror accepted the faith of the conquered and that was in the case of the of, of of the mongols right the mongolian horse that swiped across europe across the world they conquered everything bro they smashed and they would build pyramids of, of skulls okay they instead of converting the people to their way and they had their own traditions and their own religion they converted to islam themselves you know what i mean like that is the only incident in the history of mankind that i can think of where it happened the other way you know usually when people conquer they bring their language their culture they impose it on people in this case they slowly became muslim and that's how you know everything stopped because if not these guys would have gone you know and taken over the whole world subhanallah subhanallah man yeah. it's beautiful too that like what you said like islam Islam really brings the, uh, I say the humane part of people out again. It brings that like, that compassion and that love back out. Cause like, man, you're saying that, and it's reminding me of like, see, cause I've had this thing ever since I was abused as a kid, where it's like I, I feel like my predatory senses are just snapped on all the time. Well, I'll, I'll see people, and I'll automatically see like their weak points their strong points and like if someone turns their back to me 
I don't know what it is, but like all my senses like start zoning in where it's like, I feel like a cat about to attack prey. And it's like, I told my friend, I was like, yo, when someone turns their back, don't you feel like just putting them in like a sleeper hold or just like kicking (laughs) their legs out? And he's like, no, bro, that's evil. What are you talking about? I was like, what? Like, am I really the only one? And like, subhanAllah, bro, once I came to Islam, like that didn't leave, unfortunately. I still have it. But I, I know now that like, that's i don't have to be controlled by that i can still be you know peaceful i can still be loving i don't have to let my ego take over and everything and it's funny man because me and fire had gone to iceland right and when we went to iceland uh at the time bro i was jahil i wasn't muslim uh fire definitely muslim and he had he had some medication that he was prescribed just in case anything like if he started tripping out some they had prescribed him some Xanax. Now Fire didn't take any of the Xanax. My man, he manned it through. He didn't need it at all. Yeah, basically but, I got I, I got prescribed Xanax for um generalized anxiety. But no, I was like, bro, I know how pharmaceuticals work. I'm not gonna take this, bro. So I just I kept it, bro, but this is where he's gonna go in. I still brought it with me just in case, right? Because you never know. Yeah. yeah, so we were there and we were about to go out for the night, me, him, and um, another brother. And I literally told him, I was like, bro, give me the Xanax. And I took one, and the other dude took one as well. Fire didn't take any either. We went downtown, and I remember, bro, the entire night, even with the Xanax, like, I was just hyper-focused, like, just ready for anything (laughs) to pop off. Like, I I was like a predator, and my friend, the other dude was like, yo, relax, like, calm down. You look like you want to fight everyone. Sorry, sorry, bro, Angel. Uh, I mean, I don't know, but it seems. Have you maybe? I'm not sure how comfortable, but you've had some issues in the past, some abuse or something. Yeah, when I was a kid, um, this dude came into my life when I want to say I was like 10, 10 years old, and he didn't leave my life till I was like maybe I, I want to say eighteen or nineteen, mm. and it was uh, it was physical abuse, mental abuse. Verbal abuse, all that stuff, man. So um, yeah, it is, I, I, it could, is I could connect uh, based on what you were saying right now. I could I could understand that that's kind of what happens. SubhanAllah. May Allah make it easy, man. Alhamdulillah. You had that too? Uh, no, Alhamdulillah. I had the different kind of issues. But yeah, I, I hear it because I work with a lot of abuse cases. So that's mm, why I kind of connected yeah. to what you're saying. So yeah, yeah. SubhanAllah. Yeah, man. It, it's rough. It, it doesn't go away. Like people think it that you heal from it, and it's like you just learn to live with it. You learn to accept it, and you learn to um. You learn to manage it. Exactly, exactly, bro. Yeah, yeah. But and those emotions, you know, I mean, you're talking about that. Those primal emotions of, um, I always tell my son, he's twelve right now, and he's got the te- this temper, you know, and he's always like disappointed with himself when he like loses it, you know. And, you know, I put him in MMA, like, quite some quite some time ago, you know. He's, he's a good fighter, man. SubhanAllah. Like, he's, he's still young. But, man, if he punches, like, I think if he lands a good one on me, he can, like, you know, if he gets it on my chin, he can he, he can lay me down, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got this this mean, like, upper, you know, overhand, you know. MashaAllah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. tough, man. So, um, I told him, I said, look, man. I said, you don't have to feel bad about it. I said, Allah has blessed you with this power and this energy, this strength. I said, just learn to manage it. Just learn to manage. And I told him, take Khalid bin Walid as your, as your role model. You know, Khalid bin Walid was the sword of Allah. I mean, the guy was a fighter, man. That's it. He's just a fighter. And he was a lover as well. 
I mean, if anyone knows Khalid properly, and I encourage you, he was, he was, you know, some people say, I'm not a lover, I'm a fighter, I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. No, Khalid was both, you know, he was, he was the man. And, um, I mean, he, he, he was, this guy, mashallah, radiallahu anh, he was, he was the man, like he, he was, and I said, just manage your strength, you know, Allah is giving you that, that ability, Omar Khattab, you know, just manage it, manage those energies. Don't, don't suppress it because the more you suppress it, put it on the carpet, it's not going to go away. Just channel it in the right way and benefit the ummah, benefit Islam with it. So that, that made sense to him. So he's, he's, he's done a lot better, mashallah. Mashallah. Bro, that, that's, yeah. that is the truth because I tried to suppress it when I got into like the new age stuff and, and Christianity. And um, I think I was the softest individual that I've ever seen in my life. Like if you look back to like my old, like my first videos, well, I was like really into this new age stuff, bro. You'd be like, oh man, like this this dude's cake. <laughs> Versus like <laughs> now I'm I'm Muslim and it's like, yes, I've softened, but it, it's more so like I've become compassionate. And I'm 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 real, I'm human. I still have that aspect. I'm not suppressing it, but it's like now I have this whole different uh complexity to uh my my, uh, I guess you say emotions, my expression, personality, mm -hmm. whatever you want to say. Yeah. You said Ashara. new age, like those people that believe in like the universe and like yeah. that type of thing or what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that atheist or what? Not exactly. Agnostic? Agnostic. Yeah, it's kind of like agnostic. Um, they believe the universe, but it, it's very like me, me, me. It's all about me. And, and the love that they say is still me and anything that they speak about, there's no substance to what they're talking about. Oh, and, okay. So yeah. like they call it law of attraction, not like other. Yeah. Right. Law of attraction. Oh, was like, you know psychi I, mm. I did. I did. You got into psychedelics as well? Yeah, I did. You know how we perform zikr? Mm. Zikr. Hi. Hi. Yeah, in, in new age stuff, they, they perform positive affirmations. And bro, I will lie, bro. I would wake up and I would set a timer for like 10, 15 minutes. And I think for those 10, 15 minutes, I would just repeat to myself, uh, I am confident, uh, I am powerful, right. or I am, um, I don't know, some dumb Capable. stuff. And yeah, some dumb stuff. And like people would be like, oh, that's empowering. And, you know, I get it. It has its side, but it's like you perform the dhikr. Like you, you bringing that God consciousness, that taqwa, you're bringing yourself back to the creator. And it's like that's that's a hundred times better than doing something for yourself. Because like when you worship the creator, you're actually benefiting yourself more than if you weren't. No, that, you know what no, I'm saying? That, yeah, but positive affirmations are, are okay. Like you can have this... Uh you know, cognitive behavior therapy or what I call it, NLP, mm -hmm. neural language, mm -hmm. you know, where you like talk to yourself. It's okay. Omar Khattab used to talk to himself uh, and, and encourage himself and, you know, like have like this, this dialogue with, with yourself. So there's nothing wrong with that, inshallah. But uh, I must say, bro, I'm like, uh, I looked at some of your videos and all that, man, like the transformation is just, it's crazy, bro. Mashallah. It's amazing, bro. Like, it's you amazing. You can tell how like, humble he's become, right? yes it's not just bro like the humbleness yes it's the byproduct you know but the the mentality bro like the 
you know, the, the, the philosophy of, of life, you know what I mean? Cause that's the one thing that people can be very nice. You know, you find uh, nice people, some of the nice, some very nice people I met were atheists, like very good manners and very good, you know, behavior, punctual, you know, so it puts some Muslims to shame, you know, but when you look at their philosophy of life, you know, it was just messed up. Like when you get into those deep discussions about the universe, about the creator, about just life in general, about ethics and morals, yeah, these people will be very nice during the day. They'll stick to professionalism and whatnot. But then, man, if the night comes and or the weekend or something like that, like those ethics are suspended and things can get really messed up, you know what I mean? To the point where like, what is this? So, yeah, I mean, it's about the mind and the heart. And of course, the good manners and all that are humbleness. It just, you know, comes with it, you know. But mashallah, I mean, goes to say, see the change that Islam brings, you know, um, to the heart, to the mind, to the soul, to, to everything. Cause it's, it's a way of life. You know, if you take it as a religion, it's like, okay, it's a religion, you know, it's good. There's philosophy in it. There's, you know, goodness to do this, do that. But Islam like covers every aspect of life. Like you don't have to invent something, you know, and within its frame of work, it allows you certain flexibilities that allows you for, you know, uh, the, the accommodation of time and place and location and culture and this and that within the boundaries of Islam. So that's, I would say, one of the evidence for Islam being the truth that you're never left in a corner to say like, what should I do now? Or like, we're stuck now. We have to like come up with our own things and whatnot, you know, it's, it's just not like that. So that's, that's amazing, bro. I mean, subhanAllah, you know, amazing. Yeah, man. That's why, that's why I love Islam. And I love the fact that you know, I don't know much in terms of uh, the studies of Islam, like the Hadith and um, all the books that are available. Like, I've read the Quran, alhamdulillah, I'm reading it a second time. I know the prayers. I know how to do a thicker. And I'm, I meditate and I try to be as present as possible in everything that I do. But the thing is, like, even with Islam, even when someone doesn't have extensive knowledge, your actions speak for themselves. And like when, when we speak, there's a lot of room for misinterpretation. You know, like I could say one thing, but you're going to get from that what you want to get from that. It's true. You know, and like when, when we do things, our actions, there's very little room for misinterpretation because the actions speak louder than the words. So <clears throat> it's beautiful. Like just how you said that story about the Aki, the, the African-American, big dude, tattoos, gold teeth, didn't murder, was in jail for 30 years. It's like, dude, his actions spoke louder than any of his words. Yeah, that's true, man. I mean, so Allah says in the Quran, very straight up, man. Like, this is exactly what you're saying. Oh, you believe? Why do you say what you don't do? Okay, it's very powerful, man. Why do you say what you don't do? Um, actions are definitely, as you said, man, like, yes, you have to have the iman, the understanding, but mostly reflected through your action. That's why throughout the Quran, you'll see these two, um, these two terms paired together. I don't know even know how many times, but in ladina amanu wa amilu salihat. Those who believe, so you have the faith, the understanding, the theory, and then you work, you do the righteous deeds, the good deeds. So it doesn't say in Ladina Amanu salihat or like you know the, the, the words, the good words. No. It says those who believe and do 
and work and show it by action. That's the beautiful thing about Islam. And even the word Islam, even though it, it is a noun, but is like an active Islam itself means action. It means submission and the form, mm-hmm. the Arabic form of it, the definition of it, if you look at, the, if you analyze it, it is a, a term that requires action. Taslim, uh, it means submission, and which means work, which means doing things. It's not just believing things, it's doing mm-hmm. things. I think that's probably one of our greatest problems in this ummah today is that we are quite good at talking, at philosophizing, we're good at debating intellectually, we're quite good. I don't think we have an issue there in terms of what we're presenting, but the actions a lot of times don't match what we believe. Definitely, there's a lot of people in the Ummah who are ignorant, no doubt about it. But then again, not everyone has to be a scholar, right? Uh, as Angel said, is the way Islam came, it came to manage, it was sent to manage the, the fitra, the humanity. Allah is creators in a certain way. And then he has sent for us this dean to be the operating system. So we are the hardware. We are the computer, the laptop, whatever. Okay. And then the operating system is Islam. If you put the wrong operating system on a computer, it's not, even if it powers on, even if it works to an extent, it's not going to be optimal. When you put the right operating system on it, it's going to work well. You know, and you're going to get the best out of it. And that's kind of like what, you know, for lack of better words, Allah belongs to the best of, of, of uh, examples. But Islam is, is there to, to manage your fitrah, your natural disposition, the way Allah created you, your emotions, your thoughts, your actions, your this and that. It demarcates certain things and it tells you how you should behave. Okay, the theory, like what you should do, but it also tells you what to do if you fail to do that. Or if you fall short, you know, right? or what happens after you make me mess up or you make a mistake, how do you come back? How do you take, you know, a turn? It, it tells you all those things, right? So a lot of times, yes, in the Ummah, we deal with what we should do, but not many people talk about the aftermath of our actions or our words or what we do. How do we get back? How do we fix things? How do we do damage control and so on? Because let's face it, a lot of people, as the Prophet وسلم, said in that beautiful hadith, every son and daughter of Adam makes mistakes or sins, right? Everyone, every single one, right? So that's the beautiful thing. How, how do you get back? And the best of those sinners or those people who make mistakes are those who make tawbah. And tawbah linguistically means a change, a return, come back. It again requires action. Is just not necessarily just a thing of the lips, right? So it's it's beautiful because when you understand Islam on a deeper level, that doesn't mean you have to know all the books. And some people do, alhamdulillah, we need that. But others don't. Uh, but you need to have a, a foundation, basics. Basics are, the, are very important. And... That is, you know, what we build on, on the basics, on the foundation of Islam, monotheism, the messengers, you know, the the articles of faith, the pillars of faith. That's what we build on. As for the details, some people know them. Some people spend their life studying them. And that is what we need, of course. And 
in general, most people we call in Arabic or in the fiqh, awam or general, laymen, just normal people. You know, some of them are fighters, some of them are businessmen, some are doctors, some of them are this, some of them are that, you know, it depends, right? But definitely every person has to seek knowledge. Every person has to know certain amount of knowledge enough for them to make sure they perform their acts of worship. They don't wrong anyone. They don't do anything wrong. And then as for the details of the different sciences and so on, this is something that is, you know, only certain people get into it. Alhamdulillah, this is the beautiful thing. We're one nation together. What I don't know, you're going to back me up. What I, you don't know, I'm going to back you up. That's, that's why the unity is so important to be together. No. That's facts. And forgive me, forgive me if I'm, if I'm going to be wrong here. Because um, again, I am revert, y'all know this. Uh, but the way that I understand it is that Islam is the perfect template. It's, it's the perfect instruction manual. It's like, look, do this. It aligns with your natural religion. If you never knew about Islam, this is going to align exactly with what's going to be your natural religion, your natural way of life. I mean, just look at people who aren't exposed to civilizations, to countries, or, or just to governments and all that stuff. It's like people living in nature, in the wild, like in, in the Peruvian, the, what is it? The, the Amazon desert, not, not, not the desert. <laughs> dry fans got me. Yo, the dry fans mm. got me right now. The, uh, the Amazon jungle, these people out there, like they're very pure. Now, obviously, you know, they believe in some stuff that might be a little far. It's reaching, but like the internal aspect, the core beliefs of what they're doing is pretty much in line with the fitra. Mm. You know, and I yeah. feel like I agree with you that, um, you know, it, it's not enough to just believe, but you also have to do. You need the actions. And, and that's why I feel like there is kind of an issue because a lot of the uh, brothers and sisters in the Uma, they're quick to correct another person on something that they're doing wrong, which, okay, beautiful. Like, I'm, y'all can't see me that well. I'm going to try to scoot up so I got some more light here. <laughs> But um, they're quick to, to correct one person on what they're doing, which is cool. You know, I love that because I, I want to be corrected if I'm doing something wrong. But um, are they doing what they have to be doing? Like, are they pious? Are they great? Are they righteous? Are they making sure that their house is in order before they try to tell another person how to live their life? Mm -hmm. And you got to think about it, too. Like, this is the theme. And the deen is the way of life. And that way of life, though we all have the same template, is going to be different for each individual. Whereas like, you have people who come to Islam from prison, from being in gangs, from murdering, from doing all this <clears throat> crazy stuff. Yeah. Then you have these people who are over here in war. You have these people who are growing up in the streets just fighting. You <clears throat> have these people that are just involved in drugs. You have these people that are... Um, I don't know, just simple Christians or something like that. And they come to Islam, they come to the deen. Everyone is going to be practicing it in a different way. They're all going to be trying to adhere to it as perfectly as they can. But your deen may be slightly different than another person's deen. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the thing is that, as you said, the template is perfect. And we know what we have to do 
you enter that template through La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah saying your shahada. That is the key. It opens the door. You step in and it's, it's just perfect, right? And then you start going through it. And then you're going to have definitely things pulling you left and right in this world, sometimes pulling you back from your past, things that you've done in the past. You know, sometimes you, you know, you might forgiven yourself. You might been forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you just sometimes cannot forget. And I think a lot of people have not come from Jahiliyyah, from the old days. They don't understand that. They might not understand what it means to carry that bag. And yeah, they got to be easy on it. Now, of course, if someone commits shirk or does something major, right, then yeah, definitely you want to make of sure course, you point yeah. that out. Yeah. But, you know, like to pick on people for like, you know, oh, bro, why you have tattoos, you know? It's like, well, that was before Islam. Oh, but you should take it off. You know, you should remove it or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I have tattoos. I cannot remove it right now. It's not the most practical thing. We know very well that Islam forgives everything that happened before. Oh, this is something I've done before. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, I cannot, no. uh, you know, take it off. So some people pick on funny things, you know, and that's something different. But if someone, as you said, someone corrects you on a major thing, you've done something wrong in terms of, you know, your your faith or your practice, then yeah, correct me, Bismillah. You know, it's very important. People get very sensitive, though, even when it comes to corrections. So yes, we have to correct. But at the same time, as you said, right, everyone is going to have a different struggle. Um, practicing wise you know we're all praying five times a day we all have to do the same things correctly as well as we can um, you know and fear Allah as much as you can you know that's what Allah tells us in the Quran fear Allah have taqwa of Allah as much as you can meaning as you said do your best like try to adhere to this perfect template the best will you do it properly perfectly 100% no and we see the sahaba made some some interesting and very you know i don't want to say I, i'm always very careful with the words yeah because again i get a lot of smack you know from from the the, the people watching sometimes so i'm always like very aware of that because i i do i don't want to turn people off you know what i mean i want people to listen and to understand what we're talking about so some sahabas did make some some major um i don't want to say mistakes i guess yeah um no doubt they are the best because Allah says, Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him. So they are endorsed by Allah. But throughout the seat of the Prophet, we see a lot of these issues happening. Now, does that disqualify them? No, they're the best. And that's, I think, what we need to understand. Did they have issues? Like, did they make shirk or something? Or like, you know, go to graves and worship saints and all that? No, no, no. These were, these were procedural issues in their practice and certain things that they've done, right? That they've made wrong. So for example, you know, the guy came to the process and we talked about it yesterday and he made sujood to him, right? Like you're not allowed to make sujood as a sahaba, but he felt to him that he loved the process so much that he wanted to make sujood to him. And the process him, you know, he didn't like, you know, chastise him like that, but he just, he gave him something to understand. No, this is not correct, right? This is not correct. Even though in the previous uh, scriptures we see Yusuf salam, Prophet Joseph, that his family makes sujood to him, prostration out of thankfulness and out of uh, respect, like the angels did to Adam. But the Prophet said, no, because of how people have used that the wrong way, now it's not allowed anymore. If I were to order anyone to prostrate, I would have ordered the woman to prostrate to the man, you know, the, the wife to the husband. And we discussed the implication of the hadith. But yeah, we see the way he corrected people and the way he... And yes, sometimes he would get very upset if the rules of Allah would be broken or if people would try to change the deen, anything like that. 
But in terms of correcting procedural mistakes, mistakes within the social sphere, the social practice of things, the Prophet was, was an expert in doing that. And it would make you come closer to him and be more attracted to the faith as opposed to leave you with it like a bitter taste in your mouth and just like, you know, walk away and get upset, right? SubhanAllah. Max, I wanted to point something out. Are you are you familiar with a brother by the name of Elliot Hoss? Guys, I am going to head out. It is 7.50. Cool. I lost track of time. No worries, Let's go bro. for it, man. Yo, that was, that was, good. That was a good discussion, man. It was, it was. Give me 20 seconds. I want you to hear while I say this. Okay. So, do you know this guy named Elliot Hoss or no? Elliot? Elliot Hoss. I've heard about him. Yeah, he has like right. three million subscribers. He's pretty big on YouTube, but we did a, our episode that dropped yesterday was with him. And hmm. we gave him, like, we just wanted to have a conversation. We just wanted to talk about Islam and his views and kind of create some common ground. Allah is in the Quran, like, make good with, you know, the people of the book. And that's it. Now, people are out here in the comments, and people are always going to say something, right? People are out here in the comments saying, you know, you guys could have said this, you guys could have done that. And it's like, bro, the purpose wasn't to give dawah by words, but more so by akhlaq, by, you know, example, common ground. And maybe, inshallah, he's Christian, by the way, if you haven't already noticed. But Catholic, Catholic. Huh? Catholic. It's Catholic. Catholic, Christian, bro, it's all, it's all friends to me, bro. Yeah, it's the um, same thing, bro. Yeah, but, but him, essentially, we still make dua that he finds Islam and everyone finds Islam, inshallah. but... That's it. And it's like people were out here raping us for that. You feel me? And I was yeah. just like, come on, bro. Well, brother, like, think about it like this. Gabriel, think about it like this. Like, did we specifically make dawah trying to make him convert or trying to make him see the truth? No. But with our actions, we did the best that we could. Because it's like, bro, who knows? Who knows if we softened him up to where at one point sure. he'll, he'll remember the conversation and be like, yo, I might yeah. be this much more willing. Yeah. Not just that, he's probably going to look at your guys' stuff. He's probably going to look at your guys' stuff. He's probably going to look at your guys' stuff, the yep. podcast and all that. Check you guys out. Here's that, something that's amazing. Why. There you go. But that's essentially the point I'm trying to, you know, bring a full circle and bring home to Gabriel. But Mashallah. that's going to make him want to come back. It's, it didn't leave that bitter taste in his mouth, like you said. You know, we're, mm. it, the people that are doing comments, bro, these people don't have YouTube channels. They're not giving dawah. They're not, they're just at home watching, watching stuff all day. If you are, you are. But it's like, at the end of the day, you can't think with this whole pressure, like this whole rushing thing. Like, you need la ilaha illallah by the end of every episode. Like, you gotta, mm. you gotta play the long game and lead by mm. example. If you can't do anything, right. lead by a flop. That's right. It yeah. is actually true. And the last thing that I'm gonna say, uh, we had a guest on here by the name of uh, Sheikh Fahad. Uh, you, you recognize him? Fahad Tasim from Fahad Tasim. Yeah, he said, um, the heart can't be won over with logic and with rationale. Mm. And I mean, that's true. There are, there are very few people who you approach them rationally about Islam and they'll be like, ah, okay, I'm just going to put everything aside and I'm just going to accept it. I'm going to become Muslim. I hear you. I hear you. You ready for no. this? You ready for this? Sujood mm. is the only position where the heart is over the mind. Uh, Allah Akbar. Boom. Allah Akbar. Boom. You dropped it. <laughs> I read right, that in, in a comment. Somebody commented that in one of our videos. Uh, yeah, really. Mind blowing. But I'll let you go, bro. Enjoy your thought. I'm going to go, man. Bismillah. Make down, man. Yeah. Bismillah. Hey. Asalaamu Alaikum, guys. Best wishes. Best wishes to you in this uh, day of fasting, the sixth day for you.
and fire, bro. Enjoy your food once you get off. Bismillah. Amen, bro. All right, bro. Yo, with that being said, bro, if we're all just getting off, let's just end it off. Yeah, let's head up. All right. Let's send it off. All right. I will let if Brother Gabriel started this, we will end this off then, inshallah. Barakallah Fikum is a great session. May Allah subhanahu wa bless all of us. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha ila anta astawfiruka. Wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. From the three Muslims. Bismillah. Yes, sir. Okay.